0: Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. This is a story about something that happened in Marstown, New Jersey, when I was teaching in the Cheder. It was called Kerem Menachem Cheder, which means literally the vineyard of Menachem. Of course, we learned all different parts of Torah, and that included the teachings of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. But these were boys who were approximately third grade, fourth grade. So most of our teaching was chumish, mishnah, learning what the tfilos mean. It's actually very, very important to know what are the meanings of the words that I'm saying in my davening. And this is really not what the story is about, mainly, but this should always be part of what we are learning with our children and with our students to make sure that they know what they're saying to Hashem. Of course, in the beginning, if the children do not live in Eretz Yisrael, it's quite likely that they will not know the Hebrew language. And therefore, we'll be teaching them words, and they may not know what the words mean. But but by whatever method the teacher chooses, or the parents choose, as the children grow, it's very important to know what are the meanings of these words so that when we daven, that we should be davening to Hashem and know what we're saying. And of course, we should really mean it, what we say. In fact, the Tzemach Tzedek, the third Chabad Rebbe, on a regular basis had his grandchildren visit him, and he would test them on the meanings of the words of the tefillos. In order to encourage them, they should learn and learn well What are the words that they're saying? What am I talking to Hashem about? What are these words? What do they mean? So this is something very important. In any case, that was certainly something that we studied, along with Chumash and along with Mishnah, as I remember. However, unfortunately, it was not always peaceful in the classroom. Now You might say, three boys in the classroom? How could you have people not getting along, not being peaceful? There's only three boys. So, I don't know, maybe I'm to blame for that as the teacher. But in any case, it became quite a problem. And quite often, um, the boys were not getting along well. And so what did I do? I said, okay, boys, we have to really work on our obvious Yisrael. We have to really work on getting along together, on Shalom bias." And so let us write a letter to the Rebbe and tell him about the situation and ask for his advice and bracha. Okay, so of course I wrote the letter, but we wrote it as a group. I asked them, what do you think we should say? And so forth. And that's what we did. We wrote a class letter. I was kind of the secretary, I guess you might say, and they were telling me different things to write. I wrote basically that we were having a big problem getting along with each other and that we needed to know Did the Rebbe have advice or bracha for us? Advice and bracha. So at that time, the way we would do it is that because uh, we could not send a letter to the Rebbe's office, as it was in earlier years, we had to simply write the letter, and some people would bring such a letter to the Rebbe's ayol, to the place where the Rebbe was buried, I place it there. Some people would open a book of the Rebbe's letters and just open it at random and see what letter it was that they opened to. Perhaps there would be advice in there. Quite quite often, the advice was quite fitting. And that's what we did. We wrote the letter. We signed our names. And we opened, just without looking, just at random, a book of the Rebbe's letters And we read what it said there. And the Rebbe said as follows in the letter. He said, I wish that when people write to me, they would write in a completely different way. The Rebbe used the expression, mekatsa el katza, from one extreme to the other extreme, that the way people are writing letters to me, the Rebbe said, I wish they would change it completely. Opposite. And the Rebbe explained what he meant that usually when people write a letter to him, they first write the problem. Rebbe, we're having this problem. I'm having this problem. Somebody else is having a problem. And then ask the Rebbe for advice in bracha. The Rebbe said, I wish that people would first write to me about the good things that are happening, the things that are not problems, the things that are going well. Seemingly, the Rebbe meant mitzvahs that the person's doing, Torah that the person's learning, davening that the person's doing, good deeds that the person's doing, what good things are happening, the person is healthy, their family is healthy, all good things. And then the Nebbe said, if a person will write to me letters about the good things that are going on, they will see that there'll be much less problems that they have to write to me about. That was the letter. Sure enough, I spoke to one of my rabbis about it. And he said, yes, as a matter of fact, I was once at a Febregen of the Rebbe. I was once listening to the Rebbe teaching. And he said that when people ask Hashem for help with some problem, okay, they make a connection with Hashem. No question about it. But if people make a connection to Hashem through a good thing, by telling Hashem and thanking Hashem for good things, then they will find that they'll have less problems to ask Hashem to help them with. Because what Hashem really wants is for us to connect with Him. So if we connect with Hashem through good things, by being very excited to share with Hashem what is happening that's good in our life and to thank Hashem for it and to make good chalatahs, good resolutions. These are all good things to write to Hashem about or rather to dove into Hashem about. And when we do that, then Hashem says, oh, this person is making connection with me. That's what I want. But if we never make connections with Hashem over good things... We never thank Hashem for the good things that we have or the good things that we do. We never give Hashem the nachas of telling him and ex- expressing to him that we did this mitzvah, the other mitzvah, or we were kind to this person or that person and we're helping our parents with this, helping them with that, and so forth and so on. If we don't connect with Hashem in that way, then Hashem says, well, this person's not connecting with me. I have to do something that this person should connect with me and think about me and reach out to me. Well, when a person has a problem, usually they cry out to Hashem and they connect with Hashem. So we have a choice. Now, it doesn't mean, of course, that a person who has a problem means that they were not thanking Hashem and so forth. Of course not. And it doesn't mean that if a person is having good things happen, that that means they never ask Hashem about problems. This is, however, a general rule that Hashem wants us to connect with Him in a good way, thanking Him or asking Him for help to do more mitzvahs, to learn more Torah. And then we'll find that we have less problems. And this is what the Rebbe explained in this letter. And this is what the Rebbe explained in the sikhah, the talk that he gave, in the Febragon, that when people write to the Rebbe and they just have a list of problems, then they have a list of problems. Whereas when a person writes to the Rebbe with good news, and of course, all the brachas come from Hashem. That was just the one who could help to channel the brachas to us. But the brachas are all Hashem's brachas. And therefore, writing to the of the good news, dubbing to Hashem about good things, all helps that more good things should come about. And this way we'll have less problems, less difficulties. And again, of course, we don't know Hashem's ways, meaning that. We can't guarantee that if we do this, therefore we'll never have any problems. We certainly cannot say that if a person has problems and difficulties, that it means that they didn't do this, they didn't thank Hashem for the good. But this is a general approach. Now I'd like to share with you a little piece about Mashiach. And this is actually from the very last chapter of the Rambam's Hilchus, Melech Mashiach, the halachas of kings and their wars, the last two chapters. And in these last two chapters, the Rambam is explaining to us some of the things that may happen just before the Geula. And the Rambam explains that although it seems that in the beginning of the era of Mashiach, we will have the war of Gog and Magog, the war between these two great nations, although it could be a different uh, meaning of of war. Nevertheless, at that time, before that war, there will be a prophet, the Rambam says, a Navi, who will arise to correct the Yidin and to prepare their hearts. Like the passing says, behold, I am sending you, the Navi, Eliyahu, before the coming of the great and awesome day of Hashem. Now, he will not come to say who is pure and not pure. Or to say that these people have a good family line or these people don't have a good family line. But the point of Mashiach is to establish peace in the world. Like it says. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the hearts of the children to the fathers. There will be peace between generations, but peace in the world. Now some of our sages say that a, liyam, a navi will come before Mashiach. But the truth is we don't really know. And the Rambam says we don't really know. It's not clear from the statements of the Naviim of the prophets exactly the order that things will happen. We're not sure. Some Pesukim seem to say this way, some Pesukim seem to say that way. But the truth is, the Rabbim says, these things are not that important. The main thing is not to know what order things are going to happen in when Mashiach comes. But rather, what we should be focusing on is having respect and awe for Hashem and love for Hashem. People should not be trying to calculate the day the Mashiach will come, using certain basukim and trying to calculate with the numbers. The main thing is to await the Gaulah, the Rambam says, To believe in Mashiach, to believe in the Ga'ullah, and to anxiously await that it should happen. And of course, to do, in my own words to do whatever we can to bring Mashiach quicker. And so this is the point of our Jewish stories and more, to encourage everybody to increase in tida and mitzvahs, because this will bring about more quickly the gula, at which time we'll be able to learn tida better, to do mitzvahs better the way Hashem really wants them. In Eretz Yisrael, to do all the mitzvahs, there will be peace in the world so we won't have to be distracted with wars and different things like that. We can focus on serving Hashem in the best way. And this is the main thing. But through our learning of Taitin, doing mitzvahs, all parts of Titan, all of the mitzvahs that we can do, and with a special emphasis on learning about Mashiach and Geula, and of course, Tzedakah, which our Chacham tell us, this makarevah says a gulah brings a gula quicker. This will certainly do that and bring the gula quicker so that we can already have the celebration of Rosh Hashanah in the Beis Mikdash with Mashiach. May it happen immediately, and thank you so much for joining Jewish Stories and More.